Morning prayer starts on page four. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. O God, thou wilt not despise. O Lord, open now our lips. And our mouths shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 95 on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 62 on page 413. My soul truly waiteth still upon God, for of him cometh my salvation. He verily is my strength and my salvation. He is my defense, so that I shall not greatly fall. How long will ye imagine mischief against every man? Ye shall be slain, all the sword of you. Yea, as a tottering wall shall ye be, and like a broken hedge. Their device is only how to put him out, whom God will exalt. Their delight is in lies. They give good words with their mouth, but curse with their heart. Nevertheless, my soul, wait thou still upon God, for my hope is in him. He truly is my strength and my salvation. He is my defense, so that I shall not fall. In God is my health and my glory, the rock of my might, and in God is my trust. O put your trust in him alway, ye people. Pour out your hearts before him, for God is our hope. As for the children of men, they are but vanity. The children of men are deceitful. Upon the weights they are altogether lighter than vanity itself. O trust not in wrong and robbery. Give not yourselves unto vanity. If riches increase, set not your heart upon them. God spake once and twice, I have also heard the same, that power belongeth unto God. And that thou, Lord, art merciful. For thou rewardest every man according to his work. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 27th chapter of the book of Genesis. 
Now it came to pass, when Isaac was old, and his eyes were so dim that he could not see, he called Esau his older son and said to him, My son. And he answered him, Here I am. Then he said, Behold, now I am old. I do not know the day of my death. Therefore, please take your weapons, your quiver and your bow, and go out to the field and hunt game for me. And make me savory food, such as I love, and bring it to me that I may eat, that my soul may bless you before I die. Rebekah was listening when Isaac spoke to Esau, his son. And Esau went to the field to hunt game and bring it. So Rebekah spoke to Jacob, her son, saying, Indeed, I heard your father speak to Esau, your brother, saying, Bring me game and make me savory food for me, that I may eat it and bless you in the presence of the Lord before my death. Therefore, my son, obey my voice according to what I command you. Go now to the flock and bring me from there two choice kids of the goat, and I will make savory food for them for your father, such as he loves. Then you shall take it to your father, that he may eat it, and that he may bless you before his death. And Jacob said to Rebekah his mother, Look, Esau, my brother, is a hairy man, and I am a smooth-skinned man. Perhaps my father will feel me, and I will seem to be a deceiver to him, and I shall bring a curse on myself and not a blessing. But his mother said to him, Let your curse be on me, my son. Only obey my voice and go and get them for me. And he went and got them and brought them to his mother, and his mother made savory food such as his father loved. Then Rebekah took the choice clothes of her elder son Esau, which were with her in the house, and put them on Jacob his younger son. And she put the skins of the kids of the goats on his hands and on the smooth part of his neck. Then she gave the savory food and the bread which she had prepared into the hand of her son Jacob. So he went to his father and said, My father. And he said, Here I am. Who are you, my son? Jacob said to his father, I am Esau your firstborn. I have done just as you told me. Please arise, sit, and eat of my game, that your soul may bless me. But Isaac said to his son, How is it that you have found it so quickly, my son? And he said, Because the Lord your God brought it to me. Isaac said to Jacob, Please come near that I may feel you, my son, whether you really are my son Esau or not. So Jacob went near to Isaac his father, and he felt him and said, The voice is Jacob's voice but the hands are the hands of Esau. And he did not recognize him, because his hands were hairy like his brother Esau's hands. And so he blessed him. Then he said, Are you really my son Esau? He said, I am. He said, Bring it near to me, and I will eat of my son's game, so that my soul may bless you. So he brought it near to him, and he ate. And he brought him wine, and he drank. Then his father Isaac said to him, Come near, near, near now and kiss me, my son. And he came near and kissed him, and he smelled the smell of his clothing, and blessed him, and said, Surely the, son of my, the smell of my son is like the smell of the field which the Lord has blessed. Therefore may God give you of the dew of the heaven, of the fatness of the earth, and plenty of grain and wine. But people serve you, and nations down, bow down to you. Be master over your brethren, and let your mother's son bow down to you. Cursed be everyone who curses you, and blessed be those who bless you.
Here endeth the first lesson. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou on the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the seventh chapter of the first epistle of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Now concerning the things of which you wrote to me, it is good for a man not to touch a woman. Nevertheless, because of sexual immorality, let each man have his own wife, and let each woman have her own husband. Let the husband render to his wife the affection due her, and likewise also the wife to her husband. The wife does not have authority over her own body, but the husband does. And likewise, the husband does not have authority over his own body, but the wife does. Do not deprive one another except with consent for time that, ye, that you may give yourselves to fasting and prayer and come together again so that Satan does not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. But I say this as a concession, not as a commandment, for I wish that all men were even as I myself. But each one has his own gift from God, one in this manner and another in that. But I say to the unmarried and to the widows, it is good for them if they remain even as I am. But if they cannot exercise self-control, let them marry. For it is better to marry than to burn with passion. Now the married, now to the married I command, yet not I but the Lord. A wife is not to depart from her husband. But even if she does depart, let her remain unmarried or be reconciled to her husband. And a husband is not to divorce his wife. But to the rest I, not the Lord, say, if any brother has a wife who does not believe, and she is willing to live with him, let him not divorce her. And a woman who has a husband who does not believe, if he is willing to live with her, let her not divorce him. For the unbelieving husband is sanctified by the wife, and the unbelieving wife is sanctified by the husband. Otherwise your children would be unclean but now they are holy. But if the unbeliever departs, let him depart. A brother or a sister is not under bondage in such cases. But God has called, to, called us to peace. For now, for how do you know, O wife, whether you will save your husband? Or how do you know, O husband, whether you will save your wife? But as God has distributed to each one, as the Lord has called each one, so let him walk. And so I ordain in all the churches. Here in the, the second lesson. 
Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty God, who seest that we have no power of ourselves to help ourselves, keep us both outwardly in our bodies and inwardly in our souls, that we may be defended from all adversities which may happen to the body, and from all evil thoughts which may assault and hurt the soul, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, who hatest nothing that thou hast made, and dost forgive the sins of all those who are penitent, create and make in us new and contrite hearts, that we, worthily lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may obtain of thee, the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, and all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, 
who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day. Defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning to all. Our uh, story today from Genesis 27 kind of illustrates a principle that recurs in the these patriarchal narratives and matriarchal narratives of human beings trying to fulfill the promise of God on their own. What we know from this story is that Rebecca has already gotten a word from God that the the um, uh, you know back before uh, um, the Isaac and, and uh, Esau were born that that the old or excuse me that. Uh, Jacob and Esau were born that the older would serve the younger. So she's had a word from God that that uh, Jacob would be preeminent over Esau. Um, we don't know whether she told um, Isaac this, and uh, but Isaac is prepared at his death to give the blessing which conveys inheritance to the older, the firstborn Esau, as would be culturally normal. But Rebecca knows that uh, Jacob is supposed to inherit the blessing, plus he's her favorite. Um, so, but this is a word that's come from God, but that Rebecca then sets about to fulfill in her own way by by controlling and manipulating the events so that Jacob is 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 uh, gets the first uh, born blessing by trick, and this kind of illustrates. A human pattern. We we saw it back in in Abraham with with uh, Hagar and and Ishmael, where they tried to you know fulfill the promise that he'd have a son when God didn't do it soon enough. You know the way that they would. They want the in a human way, and this is what we do often. You know we 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 know that things are good that God wants for us, and so but we see maybe God isn't giving us it the way we want them to. So we see, well, surely he needs our help to control and arrange this situation. So we begin to manipulate and control events. And the and the result of it is usually a lot like uh, what happened with Jacob, where it, it sets in motion historical animosity uh, between him and Esau. And then when we get in a, as the narrative goes along, Jacob himself is going to be manipulated by Laban, his uncle, and in our own lives, when we try to control things on our own, we discover that we have consequences that comes back upon us that we, we see, oh, as I've done, so now I'm, I'm, I'm seeing done to me. And it, it is why as we grow in faith, we, that the, 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 a growing faith is marked by a surrender of our need to control things uh, because true faith equals surrender and control operates really in, in opposition to true faith. And so we think, I think we th should think a lot about during Lent in our prayer of what, letting go of things. We say, well, this is God's will and surely he needs my help to bring it about uh, and to let go. Be and what would have happened in this narrative if, if Rebecca had simply let it go, um, most likely as, as, as happened with Abraham sacrificed his son God would have said, no, nope, don't bless him, bless him. God would, have, God would have fulfilled his word to her in his own way, and God will fulfill his word to us faithfully in the way he means to uh, fulfill it. So it, it's a story that 
and the narrative theology or doesn't comment on it, but it lets us know from just the way it plays out that this doesn't work very well when human beings take charge of the will of God. And we, we can probably find a related lesson here in our First Corinthians lesson. It's a very misunderstood chapter that gives instructions about sexual conduct, but it's it really isn't about sex at all. Um, it's about the kingdom of God. And, and first of all, we should comment on a bad translation. He says it's good for, for a man not to touch a woman. It doesn't really mean touch. It means it's good for a man not to, not to um, be married. But his point is not, that there's nothing in this chapter that suggests an inherent inferiority of the married state to the unmarried state. Um, the key um, is in, in a verse we don't read later on in this chapter, 729. He says it's because the time is short. <clears throat> and and St. Paul wants all Christians to order their lives according to what is the best way to serve God in his kingdom. And his point is, if you're not married, you can focus your attention on serving the Lord as you prepare for his coming, which you know, in some ways St. Paul thought was going to happen uh, soon. And so if you get married, you get distracted by the concerns of marriage, and that pulls you away from the kingdom. So um, the instructions, the sexual instructions, there's nothing about sex being bad in this. They're all practical instructions. There's no question that if you have your heart set to serve God, that that marriage will will provide another thing you have to consider. And marriage could be something that's very good in terms of your service to God, or it could be something that distracts you. But it's also why when you consider marriage, a lot of people think about you know getting back to the story of you know. I need this to be happy, or uh, and they don't always ask that questions. You know, what will be best? How will this union help me to serve the Lord better? We think more of like I need this, or I need to make this provision for myself. And then a lot of times people perhaps marry someone who's not really a believer, and then ten or twenty years later they're saddled with uh, with the sadness that they don't have this thing because they didn't consider that up front. So the whole, I just, as you read 1 Corinthians chapter 7, it, it's all about what best serves the kingdom. And that's the question for each of us in our lives. What ordering of our lives enables us best to serve God and to please him as we wait for him to come? And so that's the primary concern there. So a few thoughts about today's lessons. God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving help unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith and unity of spirit, in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are in any ways afflicted or distressed, in mind, body, or estate, especially those for whom we offer our prayers at this time.
that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love in the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Have a great Thursday. Good to be with you this morning. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. 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 B